0: Greetings and welcome to Creative State, a podcast about arts, culture, and heritage in Washington. My name is Karen Hannon, the Executive Director of ArtsWA, your Washington State Arts Commission. Our mission is to be a catalyst for the arts, advancing the role of the arts in the lives of individuals and communities throughout the state. I am so glad you've joined us to hear about incredible people and their stories across the great state of Washington. And now on with the show. Welcome to this special episode of Creative State. Today, ArtsWA's VetCor navigator for the Wellness Arts in the Military program, Gabriella Smith, sits down with Eric Ballantyne, who is Gabriella's VetCor region lead. Eric sheds light on how the VetCor works, what makes veterans such powerful storytellers, the Minority Vets organization. And his plans for a podcast of his own. You can learn more about wellness arts in the military at slash wam That's W-A-M. And more about VetCor at slash counseling vet corps
1: Hello, my name is Gabriella Smith. I am the Vet Corps Navigator for the Wellness Arts and the Military team here at ArtsWA. And today I have Eric Ballantine with me. He is my Vet Corps Region Lead, and I would love for him to introduce himself. Hello, Eric, how are you today?
2: I'm wonderful, Gabby. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Um, As she said, my name is Eric Ballantine. I am the Vet Corps uh, Regional Coordinator or Regional Lead. Uh, And I'm happy to be here, super excited.
1: So happy to have you here. And the reason I really wanted to have you on board is because not only are you going to be creating your own podcast, but we've worked together for the past, I wanna say six, eight months as you are my lead. And we've heard so many different stories from different VETCOR team members and what their projects are within their own sites. So I thought perhaps you could tell us what is a Vet Corps member? What is a site, right? Because I talk a lot about being at the ArtsWA site. So kind of explain what is a site for a Vet Corps member and maybe some of the projects or some of the events that you've seen Vet Corps members do within their sites.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Vet Corps is really a program um, designed to empower veterans um, and family members of veterans, right? Um, to, it's like about finding new ways to serve, right? So um, you asked a great question of like, what is a site for VetCor, And that's one thing that's really exciting for me to answer just because that is something that has kind of um, evolved over time, right? So originally when I came on with VetCor, I don't know, five years ago, um, a site was uh, was usually a public institution or, or a college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're seeing, um, like, for instance, one of the sites I'm in charge of is the Northwest Veteran uh, Resource Center, right, which mm. is like out in Port Orchard. You're here at Arts mm. Wa, right, exactly. which is like it's not even, it's not something we would ever think of, and and like now you're doing amazing things, like to include this podcast, and so, I won't complete my answer with that because I think, um, right, if I think that there is a place, um, for VetCor anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. just because uh, veterans and their families are everywhere, right? And so, like, we can truly serve them in any capacity uh, and it's really about challenging the veteran community and the governing agencies uh, to really think a little bit more critically about what what spaces are we missing. So I, I love that about and their and their ability to, like, continually adapt and figure out, like, hey, how do we make this work?
1: Right yes exactly i've noticed that a lot of the team members within my own region have been spreading the word about the vet corps itself as well as they have their own little niches in their sites such as the boating school where they actually do woodworking as well as creating boats with veterans or even when it comes to the academic locations we always have specific service projects we have to do we yeah. had Veterans Day, MLK Day, which was just recently. And oh man, what is the last one?
2: Um Veterans Day, MLK Day. Some folks did a uh, service project for like September eleventh. Right. Right. Um Yeah, and it's like he brought up like the Northwest School of like wooden boats like like that's not even a thing like I would ever consider. And it's actually it's interesting because a very, very strong contingency of the students at that program mm-hmm. are veterans, um like a a, a massive port. it's a small school there's a there's a strong uh, reflection of the veteran community in that in that space. So exactly. it's really cool. I'm still learning so much about it, and I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to be a coordinator just so I can learn more about this program because they're doing so many amazing things over there, and they've been doing it for a while.
1: Right. Yeah. What is one of the biggest milestones as a coordinator that you've seen within our team?
2: So this is my third year Mm. as a coordinator. Um, Our and also this is the biggest region I've had, right? So speaking of my region, uh, my region goes basically from the (laughs) Oregon border um, to downtown Tacoma, and then all the way over to Anacortes, right? Mm -hmm. The challenge, one challenge is I've been gone for two years because of COVID, right? Um, Mm. that, That was a really tough position. Um, for the WDVA and, and like, not being able to offer that position um, for two years because of COVID and funding. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming back, right, now I have this this massive team Mm -hmm. and they're spread out so geographically um, and they haven't really worked um, with people in person for the past two years. And, like, I'm constantly hearing these stories of, like, Hey, Gabriella and I, we're working on this, this, on this project at Clover Park, Gabriella's in Olympia, Clover Park's in Lakewood, right? right? And like, we're finding these ways to work together Mm -hmm. and it's just truly amazing to see this team of, yo, people need community. We're gonna bring that community to them, and an effort for us to lead by example. Mm-hmm. We're go- we're going to commit to that as well, and we're going to commute uh, one another. And it, it's great because it's just like you're taking that initiative, and nobody is calling me and asking me and say, "Hey, can I do this thing?" Because I'm like, "No, absolutely! Like, go do your <laughs> thing!" Like, and that's one thing I love about VetCor. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be challenging for some folks because there's not. A lot of structure and like my concept is hey i'm going to give you like this little bit of a framework but really um these 10 months of this program it's about you and like what kind of leader you want to be how do you want to serve and how do you make that fit into whatever agency Mm -hmm. or university that you're at
1: that is a wonderful statement to end on because i think that's the biggest thing you've taught us throughout our continuous meetings is that this is a way for you to find out your leadership and how you serve, possibly even as a servant leader, you know, and figuring out where that role is within your own site as well as with your other team members. Yeah. Just like you were saying, uh, for MLK Day, I worked with Kara from PLU on a card writing event because she had on Veterans Day a story event where veterans told their stories, and as a thank you. We wrote cards to them, the veterans that told their stories, because with gratitude, we appreciate those who serve. And not only that, but like you said, in Lakewood, we collaborate as well as I really hope someday we could go to Anacortes, but woo, that is a distance. So <laughs> you're not wrong. The distance is one of the bigger challenges. But I'm so thankful that you as a coordinator are continuously having us meet monthly as well as talk about what our challenges are because we have to discuss them in order to get through them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's part, that's part of transformational leadership, right? It's yeah. like um, you have to understand that you, you can't just learn from your own mistakes, right? It's important for you to like explain what those mistakes were so that other people can learn from your mistakes and you can learn from theirs. Right. Um, you can learn from their challenges and like how do you how do you apply that situation to whatever situation you might have to deal with in life, right? And it's really like really fostering a, a community of leadership. Exactly. Um, is really what I, I want to grow. Um and you all have each been amazing uh in in being a part of that. Oh well
1: thank you. And it's again working with the veteran community as being a prior dependent, this has been one of the best ways for me to serve my community. And I would say that for many people, you know, who are thinking about applying to the Vet Corps is this is just one way to serve your veteran, your military community. And there are so many personal benefits that come from it. So to kind of wrap up the Vet Corps itself, how would one apply?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So we uh, are on uh, myamericorps.gov, and so usually applications open up around June, um, and you could just go there. If you have questions about that, um, you're more than welcome um, to email me. I'll make sure that my information is put out there as well. Um, And then uh, also you can follow the WDVA on, like, Facebook because they push out a lot of that information as well. Um, on where it can apply, uh, what sites are available. Also, if you're interested in like having a site um, at your school or your agency, um, that's another great thing to reach out to the WDVA for because um, we put out requests every year um, for folks who, who want to be on site. And to be honest, it's it's a great opportunity for all college campuses. I highly encourage it, it's an, it's an amazing program.
1: Thank you. And you're also going to beginning or starting a podcast of your own with Minority Vets, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're gonna, back uh, way back when we first started five years ago, um, we had a a thing, uh, it was called Minority Monday. And essentially what that was, was we would share stories um, as part of our weekly newsletter of members that had submitted their stories. And so where that came from was when you applied, uh, I say apply, I mean, really, you're just filling out a membership form. Uh, you, you had the opportunity to share your story in that application. And so we would take those stories and of those who had authorized them and, and put them in a newsletter. Wow. Uh, there was amazing response, right, because um, particularly our our community, Minority Vets, right, it's, it's comprised of uh, veterans of color, women veterans. Um, and, and veterans from the queer community, right? And so we wanted to have them the opportunity to tell their story because a lot of times they were just shh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so doing that, right, I, I, came back, I came back on with MVA um, late last year. And I said, hey, I was like, we should, we should bring this back. So we did a storytelling event um, in November, uh, which is amazing. And uh, it was just like, hey, why don't we why don't we make a podcast out of this? Because people are really enjoying it. And the thing about veterans, uh, regardless of where your background from, everybody has a story. But for some reason, veterans just naturally have this amazing ability to mm-hmm. to tell a story, mm-hmm. whether it's sad, whether it's funny, whether it's like it's just resilient in nature. <laughs> they just have this kind of energy. Um, that they just know how to tell a story and for some reason, a lot of them just start with no lies um, and I love that so much because that energy is is such is so amazing That's right. when you're telling a story
1: i I couldn't agree more they are always open and honest they, and when I say honest, I mean honest in a sense that they don't they don't keep anything you know um, Well, I mean, actually, sometimes they do in a sense, they keep things um, to comfort you. So that Mm -hmm. way you don't have to see what they saw. Mm -hmm. But they do it in a very open and honest manner. And I should have asked this before I even talked about the Minority Vets podcast, but you yourself are a part of Minority Vets Mm -hmm. and it is its own organization. So if you could just tell us a little bit about the organization itself and that storytelling event because I remember you putting that on and I would love to hear just a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, Minority Vets was founded in uh, 2017. Um, And so the concept of it was really just trying to find a sense of community for everybody. A lot of times what happens is a lot of a lot of our members just didn't have a, a positive experience in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ones that did have a positive experience, they didn't necessarily have a positive experience or a sense of community when they got out of the military. And what I mean by that um, is that the military is often, it's often framed as like heterosexual white male, right? And like- yeah. And that's not the case. Like the military is actually very, very quite diverse, right. um, but when that image is presented, that image is often carried on through a variety of different community organizations. And so it, it, it fosters this place of not belonging for those who don't fall out, fall within that like white male spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of things happen from that you get disengaged completely from the military um you you don't seek benefits because maybe you feel like you don't deserve them and so the idea of starting this agency was just like hey we want to make sure number one you are just because of whatever background you have you're still entitled to your benefits so we got to make sure you get those right Mm -hmm. Um, also you deserve to be proud of your service Um, so let's celebrate that together I think the common misconception about our, our organization is that you have to fall into one of those categories, and that's not. We believe strength and community comes from diversity, right? So uh, we, want, we want everybody. We just want you to know, like, hey, like a lot of the things that we do are focused on these. Um, but that doesn't mean we want you to be excluded. Like, we, it's a very, very inclusive environment. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the other things is a lot of newer organizations are doing this too, is that our organization is not just comprised of veterans, right? Like, there's people who, who are supporters and we wanna include them in that community because um, as we grow our community, um, that means that there's more connections to be made um, and that means that there's more to share for everybody. So, yeah.
1: Um, that is so good to hear. And for the storytelling event that you had put on, what were some of the most interesting or some of the stories that stood out to you from that event?
2: Yeah, one, one of our, uh, our chapter lead for MVA Seattle, um, his name's John Hegwin, and he, he talks a lot about his story. Um, and particularly, um, he tells his story from uh, him going through like chemo and, and like having cancer at a very young age, mm. um, while in the military, and the one thing that was just like that really sticks out among most of the stories that I hear, is just this thing of like resilience, right? And it's like mm. we talk, we've talked about, we've yeah. talked about like personal grit, right? And like, really like, but it's like when you're that vulnerable and you're that sick and like you're you're throwing up and like you're supposed to be like serving your country
1: wow
2: i like i couldn't imagine like having to go through that like while in the military um that that's super intense um shout out shout out to him because he he just truly has an amazing story yeah a great person or her name her name is katie joy uh she told an amazing story just from um you know she had a hard time uh in the military because she was getting medical discharge and Mm. um often people get accused of malingering right and Mm. so Um, having to deal with that, uh, how that affects your mental health. And now she's like this amazing like disability advocate um, and she's a community leader with uh, with another uh, veteran organization called The Mission Continues. And so it's really cool just to hear all these people tell these different stories, they're not all tragic, they're not all traumatizing, some mm-hmm. of them are just uh, just telling the <laughs> stories of experience of like those amazing things that we do in the military That's right. um, in spite of whatever may occur.
1: Yeah. Man, to hear that the people that are also doing the storytelling are the ones going out and also branching out to other people and helping them as well as starting their own organizations. That just goes to show that if you listen to one story or tell one story, that could reach an an audience, a bigger audience, and even in a podcast form, you can reach people digitally. Right. So there's so many ways to spread a story. Yeah. And that's what I've really learned this month with my own MLK project was just listening to people as well as saying thank you for telling your story and telling your own so thank you so much for telling a little bit about yourself as well as what you're going to continue to do with minority vets with their own podcast and with the you know three minutes we got left i'd love for you to tell any story that you'd like or any way um people can get involved with your podcast or maybe just about the podcast
2: yeah I um I'll I'll tell you really quick I'll follow up and I'll just say it's a privilege it's an honor for me to hear anybody's story right because um they you are telling me something about you that you don't have to right and so and so by that like it's it's an honor for me to even hear that and understand that no matter what story you tell there's always something that maybe you don't realize is powerful that the person you're telling will quickly realize and Mm -hmm. they will hold on to that and use that for whatever they need to. So understand the value of of any story. Um, Our podcast, our goal is we're gonna, we're still in pre-production, we're still ironing out some stuff. Um, We're gonna launch no later than March. Ideally, what we're gonna do is every month, uh, we'll have a different theme. We'll have a guest on to tell their story and then we'll talk about how that applies Uh, in general to the modern world, right? Uh, Making that connection to not just veterans uh, from the minority community, not just veterans in general, but um, just really letting people know that we're trying to bridge the gap between veteran and civilian. Because the reality is the, the, the problems that we face in uh, the veteran community, they're no different than the outside world. Mm. They're just magnified a lot more because we're intense people sometimes, yeah. right? Uh. And so it's just like, we we speak with a lot of passion and conviction because um, mm-hmm. the military, they taught us to speak with inflection and like yeah. yell, right? So um, so we really wanna bring that, bring that excitement, bring that mm. to the broader community and in, in hopes uh, that community comes back to us. Um, so if you're interested in being on that podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly. Again, I'm not gonna spell out my name and all that. I'll make sure I get my information to Gabby, but please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, And additionally, you can also follow us on all the socials, uh, Minority Veterans of America. We're on Instagram, Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, So follow us, do all that jazz, because we'll be posting updates up there as well.
1: Perfect, and I will be sure that they get your information. Okay. So thank you so much for your time today, Eric. It was a pleasure to have you. And Likewise. And with that, the podcast is done. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Creative State. I hope you enjoyed these conversations as much as we enjoyed putting them together. You can learn more about the work that we do at arts.wa.gov. Thank you again, and I hope your days are full of creativity and discovery.